I know we don't need more proof, honestly, but we do have more proof that Joe Biden runs nothing. And this means there's an incredible opportunity for the godly person who works for Ron DeSantis or President Trump. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And congratulations that God has chosen you to live through such a momentous moment. Momentous moment. That's pretty sloppy. Such a momentous time and age. And as scary as it is, man, the more I read the Bible, the more comforted I am. Honestly, I do believe, as my my dear friend, someone who I actually do think is a prophetess, uh, my dear friend Brandon said that we're going to have a massive revival and a, um, a, a spiritual a spiritual rebirth in the United States, and that God may in fact be opening the curtain so wide that it, it is just becoming increasingly difficult for people to ignore the fact that the figurehead runs nothing. Um, that the people who are running things at one level, that is the White House and the FDA level, are one part corrupt and one part uh, incompetent, which together adds up into this mess. And that is extremely clear, absolutely vitally clear, that it is not anyone with the best interests of the American people running things, not the economy, not health care. Uh, not national security. It is just blatant and sits in front of us. And God has a habit of allowing things like this to happen so people can say, man, we're off course. But the more I read the Bible, the more comforted I am in this. And it became to me just so fundamentally clear. And once again, that Joe Biden runs nothing. And once again, there's this scrambling. And I see this in this statement that the figurehead said the other day, uh, this was like a couple of days ago, where he all of a sudden gets, gets away with saying this. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. He's talking about the COVID flu. There's no federal solution to this. This is what his chief of stuff, Ron Klain, said on Twitter. This was back in, um, this was back in March. No, it's not since March. No, it's not. It's later in the campaign that he said this, quote, I've been saying since March that we can't beat COVID, he puts in all caps, with an article of confederation response. We have a national government for a reason. If Donald Trump won't use it to beat this killer disease, I know someone who will, starting on 1-20-21. Run Clay. Now, the figurehead says, uh, oh, there's no federal solution to this. Uh, so, I mean, look, you can fire all the Marines uh, that you want uh, and all the people who work on the uh, Starship uh, Enterprise and uh, you can't stop. And I'm not, I'm not, I am not mocking dementia. I am mocking that he gets away with this. I'm mocking the organizations that are to hold to account power that he gets to all of a sudden shift in this way. 
And no one is coming back and saying, what are you talking about? You ran a two-year campaign or year-and-a-half campaign on you're going to end the virus. Now, my wife was saying, hey, at least he's telling the truth. No, he's, well, she's right, he is. But he's scrambling to try to save some semblance of this election. But honest to goodness, honest to goodness, is McConnellism going to be our rescue? Is someone going to tell me that Mitch McConnell is not a, a member in good standing of the party playing as a very important role? See, that's not going to happen. McConnellism isn't going to save us, but someone in the staffs of President Trump, someone on the staff level of Governor DeSantis, and whoever else is going to run as Republicans uh, this time around, someone gets to be the Daniel. Right? I'm not saying that you're held captive if you work for President Trump or Ron DeSantis, but we live in a time where we are oppressed as a globe of people by this unbelievably coordinated, huge, massive PSYOP scheme that started in March of 2020. Someone has spoken truth to Ron DeSantis about COVID, and I know some of the people who have. And look look at the response. Look at the return to freedom, and they have still to this day better case numbers, cases, 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 than New York or New Jersey, any of the lockdown states, any of the punished people states. Furthermore, they have people moving to their state, businesses moving to their state, just like in Texas. But someone somewhere gets to speak truth to DeSantis and, and truth to Trump. And in the case of President Trump, that takes some that takes some real courage because the president, President Trump is once again touting the greatest achievement of my of my presidency are these injections. And no, no, Mr. Trump. No, sir, they're not. And I hope that someone will speak truth to President Trump and tell him, my, you know, look, Mr. Trump, Mr. President, you got, they, they, they put you in a terrible position and they played on your desire to save 30 million lives. And look what we have. These injection passports, these diktats. But back to this theory that, that we saw in, in, we saw in, in Biden saying that, that he's not running things. It's evident because look at this. He comes out and says, ah, there's no, there's look, there is no, no uh, federal solution. solution. This gets solved at a state level. Okay, thanks. Thanks for clearing that up. Has the Navy taken back the sailors they fired? Nope. Marines? Nope. Is the the CDC saying, hey, okay, stop the stupid mask stuff. The, all the all the federal diktats are gone. Nope. Is the January 4th letter, has it been retracted? This is for federal contractors. These are a lot of people who are retired military who still serve the military as contractors. Has that been retracted? Nope. Still stands. Still going to take it to court, even as the figurehead admits. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. If that's the case, then right now, withdraw every diktat you were told to issue, Joe. Every single diktat. He can't. They won't, and he can't. 
because the people who are running this operation don't care. And fundamentally at the top of this, and I mean the top, people saying, wait, it's over. Omicron's a cold. It's, it's, it's over. Biden just said there's no federal solution. It's over. It's a win for the people who are catastrophizing this to keep going no matter what. I was talking to a dear friend of mine about this last night who was asking me, when does it stop? When does it stop? It doesn't stop, guys. It stops when people stop obeying, and I've been saying that for two years, but it's a feature. They're showing you, hey, we don't care that you see what we're doing. Hey, we don't care that you have that you figured this out a year and a half ago. Hey, we don't care that that figurehead just said there's no federal solution. We don't care. We don't care that you know this is not about health care. We don't care. But someone works for Governor DeSantis or President Trump or, or perhaps Ted Cruz runs again or Christy Nome. Someone there works for them and they have to say something very important to them and it's not limited to the COVID flu. And it is a, if you have not read the book of Daniel, I beg you to read the book of Daniel. There's another book, there's a book, not the Bible called Thriving in Babylon. And I'm speaking to the Daniels around the country. You may work for powerful people. You listen to this program. I, you may be someone. Like, I, I got a note, very kind note from um, the outgoing mayor of Snohomish, Washington. Incredibly kind note. And that man did everything he could to fight the party. He did it in an honorable way. And then leftists came and lied about him. And he's out of office. But he's not going to stop the battle. Now, he's his own Daniel. And when I'm speaking of Daniel, what I mean is, Daniel was captured by his enemies, he was raised in their schools, and he took God with him. Hey, all look, you captured me. This is God's will, but you are not going to get me to violate God's law. I don't care what you do to me. You can put me in a lion's den and try to have a lion eat me. I'm not going to violate God's law. It is not happening. I'll advise the rulers, sure. I'll advise them. I'll tell them what their dreams mean, but I'll make clear to the ruler when I see him, I'll say, hey, listen, I can't divine your dreams. God can, but it's not me. It's God, but I am a person of God. I will pray to God and tell you what the dreams that, uh, that you're having, what they mean. And in, that, in so doing, I'll become a key advisor to you. And in so doing, you're going to start to honor God. So around the country, there are Daniels. You may work for, you may be a Daniel in the office of a public health authority, and you may need to go and deliver a very, very important message, such as why are we violating the absolute truth of biology? Why are we doing this? You may be a Daniel that works in the schools, 
And you may need to go to your principal and say, hey, listen, we may disagree about faith, but I need you to understand something. When you teach critical race theory in our schools, you are teaching kids to hate their neighbor. Please understand that you stand in opposition to God Almighty. I'm, you don't have to agree with me. You can get angry with me for bringing up the, the, the Christian God or, or God who is expressed through Christ Jesus, the Messiah. You can get angry at me, but I am telling you, you are violating the word of God when you teach children to hate their neighbor. You may work at the ridiculously corrupt Children's Hospital Gender Clinic or the Marybridge Gender Clinic or any of the 500 of these CHOP facilities that have occurred around the country or popped up around the United States, around the globe. You may need to go at Children's Hospital. You may need to walk out of the cancer clinic, go walk up to the gender clinic, go in the door and say, hey, can I talk to the director of the gender clinic and tell him, do you understand that you are in fact You are violating the word of God by telling these children that they were born in the wrong body. Do you understand this? Do you understand that when you put them on these hormones, that you are acting against their, their, um, their best, uh, their best, uh, best outcomes spiritually and medically. Do you understand this? We have Daniels all around us. And the Lord is with us on this. Rand Paul. Rand Paul, well, I like this. Rand went on uh, his his dad's video show, Ron Paul's show. That has to be weird to be interviewed by your dad. And he talked about the Fouch. And he talked about how the Fouch wants to push vaccines at all costs. And ignore therapeutics at all costs. I want to ask you about Fauci. Uh, I imagine two, maybe three years ago, how many people in this country would really know who Dr. Fauci, I don't think I would have known. Do you think there was a plan to bring this about and Fauci was there and part of the plan with Gates? Or do you think something was happening at a more modest rate and they jumped on it and they were able to take it and twist it and make a big deal of it? I was kind of in the midst of this and hearing about it on a day-to-day basis when this started. So the pandemic comes, there's this natural worry, media plays up worry because it sells. It's sort of like journalism of crime, journalism of extreme events sells. So they were playing it up and then Trump would come out and he would have a press conference and people would say, well, he doesn't sound very informed on science and we're worried about him being out there in front of this thing. What if millions of people die and Trump's not, you know, completely got all the data straight? They said, we need a scientist out there. And it was mainly the big government Republicans who run the committees. All of the establishment Republicans in the Senate, they all said to a person, We love Dr. Fauci after one press conference. They loved him. And even Trump wasn't certain at first. He sounds so reasonable. And actually, in the first couple of weeks, he was somewhat reasonable. (laughs) But he got worse and worse and worse as time got on. But then he became a force of his own and so prominent that his edicts, I think Fauci is of the philosophy that vaccines are incredibly successful and are the way to go versus therapeutics, for example. So with regard to AIDS, he was involved in the, as the AIDS epidemic came up, he wanted to develop a vaccine. There's nothing wrong with that. He wanted to develop a vaccine. Vaccines can be great for polio or smallpox or wonderful. It didn't actually work for AIDS. We still don't have an AIDS vaccine, but some people say that it hindered the therapeutic. And, and right now we treat AIDS pretty well. You can prevent people from having AIDS. People are HIV positive. They're on like five or 10 different drugs, but the therapeutic angle ended up being the best, but he was biased towards a vaccine. And it's the same way now. I would venture to say that thousands of people die in our country every month now from COVID because he's de-emphasized the idea that they're therapeutic. 
just to uh, go off of what Rand's saying there, he didn't de-emphasize him, Senator. He, 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 he suppressed them. He attacked them. He lied about them. He prevented people from getting access to them. The CDC and the FDA are working hand-in-hand with the post office to shop, stop shipments of ivermectin. Tony Fauci has involved himself in at least negligent homicide. There's this trucker. And I'm very curious about this case because I hadn't I hadn't had time to pay attention to it. But there's this guy, he's a, he's a trucker, and he was outside of Denver. And apparently what I'm understanding now from people who've paid attention to this case is um, this guy had uh, plenty of reason to know that his truck was in bad shape, that the, the brakes were in bad shape, and that he probably shouldn't have made this trip. Um, but he did. And then there was one of the runoff ramps which is if your truck is out of control, you can go off the freeway and, and there's some down in the Lewiston grade in Idaho. My dad had to take a truck up there once when he was um, in college and, and was um, was hauling cars. He had to go off one of the runoff ramps. And this guy had all this opportunity to not take this trip. Uh, his name, um, his name escapes me, but he's, he's being um, sentenced to 110 years. 110 years. Now, his actions or inactions killed a bunch of people. Rogel Aguilero Medeiros, 110 years. And I think it's, you know, five or six people who his his inaction, my truck is in bad shape, the brakes are bad, um, and then lack of action to, hey, take the runoff. And and the, the, the contention is he put his life above the lives of everyone else. 110 years he gets. Now, if he was drunk or he was high or, you know, stoned, any of those things, I'd be kind of okay with that. That's a decision. You get high, you get drunk, then you decide to get in a car. That's kind of a decision. No, it's not kind of a decision. It's a decision. Well, I was impaired. Yeah, you chose to be impaired. But you take a comparison. This guy gets 110 years. And the Fouch... The Fouch, who blocked ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, did not advise people to bring their vitamin D levels up. In fact, the CDC put out this ridiculous announcement that all of a sudden low-dose aspirin is bad for you? This is the CDC and the FDA who put out that insane lie of a meme that ivermectin is horse pace. And you're not a horse. Don't, Don't use ivermectin. That murdered people. In the tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people globally, perhaps half a billion or half a half a yeah half a million people more. Where's the hundred and ten year sentence for the Fouch? Now Rand Paul speaks of the professional Republicans. There are Daniels in Mitch's office. There are Daniels who work for Kevin McCarthy. Your time is now. Your time is to go to Kevin McCarthy and sit with him and say, Congressman, can I speak with you, please? Leader McConnell or Leader McCarthy. Sir, the government is being deceitful and lying and it is causing lives and they are involved in killing people. And, and you can say it's negligence, and it probably is at this high rate. 
Mr. McCarthy, you must stop this. It stands against God's law. It is thou shalt not lie. It is biblical in size and scope. The deceitful leaders are going to get a comeuppance. And if you want to win re-election, great. For what? Kevin, this is an opportunity to stand with God, which is the ultimate reward. This is an opportunity to do what's right, which is a secondary award. Or we can continue down the same path. So I am calling all the Daniels to rethink, recast your thinking about the time in which you live. It is not time for the meek Christians. It is time for Christians who will go boldly before the throne, ask for God's protection, and then go into your workplace as a Daniel. If you work for powerful people to go in and say, what we're doing is wrong. In all these ways, it stands against the word of God. So important that we do this. Hey, last night, I was just reminded again of how blessed I am to have this great team of people with whom I work. Uh, we had a discussion as a team, sales team, Julie, Dave, Dave the Digital and I. And really, it comes down to thanking you. Since we came back to Spotify and Apple, we have doubled our downloads thanks to you. Spreading the word thanks to you. We're going to be on-ramping some advertisers. Uh, and when that happens, I'm very committed to making sure that we don't do the radio thing with big packed, uh, what we used to call stop sets in radio, which is you stop the content and you play the ads. And we talked at length yesterday about making sure that we bring on very good, valuable companies um, that are at, at, at the very least not antithetical to our Christian beliefs. Um, and at the very most, uh, to bring on good Christian companies and help them grow if they're not already, not already of size. One thing I would ask you, Prior to this happening, and I, far be it for me to ask a favor, you've done so much for us, is please just leave a review. That's, I mean, share the show with 10 friends and please leave a review on, on the podcast app where you listen. The, the five-star reviews, those things help us. And if you're kind enough and you have the time and the app is not too bothersome, you know, in doing this, would you please just write a sentence or two about why you like the program? And that will really help, that'll help give bravery frankly, to the people at Spotify and elsewhere as we begin to ramp up in audience growth. And we're going to take some huge steps on that coming up in January of this coming year. And we're going to build to that. And some of that will be behind the scenes. Some of it will be obvious and we'll involve you in that. So thank you for that. So to the Daniels who work in the world, um, and well, I mean, I guess we all work in the world, but to the Daniels who work for powerful people or influential people, and you may have influences you're not aware. You may work, for instance, for a, you know, a five stay, a five store chain. And you may have the opportunity to go to the owner of that five store chain as a Daniel and say, you know, can I ask you a question? With, with Biden saying there's no federal solution to this, are you still going to follow the federal diktats? Because one thing is a lie. There is either a federal solution or there's not. Are you still going to follow this? Because I would suggest we get on the side of the truth. Because God is on the side of truth. 
And as Daniels in the workplace, we have to do these things because otherwise it doesn't stop. You have Fauci and, and, and you, have, you have Rand Paul explaining Fauci is pro-vaccine. No, Fauci, you know what Fauci is? He's pro-money. He's pro-new drug. He's pro-suppress affordable drugs. He's pro-pharma. He is a pharmagandist. The CDC is a pharmaceutical company. That's all they are. Because if we don't become Daniels in the workplace, here's what happens. This is from the Washington Post. Now, this is remarkable. The Post is running this. They would not run anything from the Great Barrington Declaration. They will not run anything that questions the precious mRNA injections, but they ran this editorial with the American Associations of Physicians and Surgeons. And this is from a guy named Michael Z. Lynn, medical doctor, associate professor of bioengineering and neurobiology at Stanford University. He conducts research on RNA viruses, including the development of antiviral drugs for COVID-19. Here's what he wrote about the brand new miracle pill. Now, watch, watch the watch this, the simple three card Monty game here. Hey, there's a new drug. It's really promising. It's a pill. It's not the mRNA. So now this is celebrated in the media. Now watch what happens in the backside. You have people who are writing this, and I'm, I think this research is probably exactly right. But they will question the pill. Why? Because it's affordable. But not the injections. Why? Because it's a double standard and a hidden agenda. The injections are not about health care. Period. This is this part of this editorial. On Thursday, the Food and Drug Administration made what may be the mo- momentous drug, the most momentous drug approval decision in its history. It granted emergency youth authorization for Mirth's Monpolviar to treat COVID-19. This approval is significant not because Monpolviar is an especially good drug, but because it is a rather ineffective and dangerous one. See what he did there? The propaganda phrase for the mRNA injections were, and it was repeated by every single news entity, N-O-O-Z-E, every Mockingbird media source. Experts say the, or the, uh, the, the vaccines are safe and effective. What did he just say? Ineffective and dangerous. In particular, Monpilviar might create new variants of SARS-CoV-2 that evade immunity and prolong the pandemic, just like the injections. Now, he didn't say the injections part. I did. Do you see that the game continues? Where are the Daniels at the Food and Drug Administration? I know there's some of you because I know you quit. There were senior people at the FDA who walked, who said, we're approving this. Right now, within the FDA, someone has the ability to walk into the director's office and say, may I please have 15 minutes with you, sir, madam? And to sit and say, we are deceiving people. We are lying. We are a castle of lies. You are involved in this. And God is not going to have patience for lies on this level. Do you understand that when you are pimping this stuff, God sees he's not going to have patience. Not forever. It's time to tell the truth. Your soul depends on this. Look your director in the eye and say, your Eternal soul depends on this. Continuing now uh, in this editorial, 
Mon Pol VR relies on inducing one, um, even more mutations so that eventually the virus's proteins are damaged beyond function. It can mutate SARS-CoV-2 to death and has been demonstrated in the controlled conditions of a Petri dish in lab animal cages, leading to Merck to test it in COVID-19 patients in clinical trials. What he's stating here is you are literally introducing a pill that mutates the virus to death, but what about the mutations that make it stronger in this insanely limited test? Now, you see, this is about changing the code of the virus in your bodies. It's not that far different from the mRNA, but do you notice that the WAPO will publish this hit on that pill? I have yet to see one on Pfizer's. As I understand it, Pfizer's is reverse engineered ivermectin. And a reminder of this. Hospitalization for kids is monumentally larger for influenza and the measles. That continues. The time in which we live. God chose us to be here. Are you a Daniel? Are you willing to be? God is at work around you. And I would ask you to review your last week your last month. Have you had opportunities to speak truth to people in your workplace related to this temporal stuff? But this temporal stuff is so spiritual. This is such biblical level stuff. Have you had an opportunity and you felt it in your gut and God was saying, speak, and you did not? God's at work around you and he's going to call people. He doesn't need you, but he wants you. You get to work side by side with him and develop a relationship working side by side with the Lord of the universe. And saving your country and saving lives. It's an incredible opportunity. So I I have, I have a whole series of questions for the people who run Joe Biden. And I think they're pretty important questions. And it starts with this. It starts with this guest of Joy Reid's, this um, Sanjay Gupta, who comes from Washington State. Now, Sanjay Gupta knows, he, he has to know that Omicron is a cold. He has to have seen the South African, da- or, yes, um, South African data that actually no one has died. No one, according to them, from Omicron. No one. He has to understand that viruses, that they, as they continue, they become more virulent, easier to spread, but less deadly. It's called an extinction burst. He has to know this. This is elementary study for immunology and epidemiology. He has to know these things. This is what Gupta said when he was talking with, uh, with, with Joy Reid. And talking about these viruses, and he just said this lately. Because this is a guy, and look, I don't think that this guy has any legs to stand on in terms of being, well, trustworthy. In terms of being, well, ethical. 
because you're going to hear him speak from this time period. And then I'm going to play something for you that is from a different time period where he took quite a different tone. And then I'll explain some things that happened that got him to take this different tone. This is the recent quote. Terry Woods asked if one person. No, that's the older quote. Pardon me. The recent quote. The recent quote was Gupta on Joy Reid's program. And he was saying that it is time not just for vaccine passports, you might say, but it's time to make sure that people who have not got injected do not get access to medical care. This is a pretty chilling quote. I do think negative incentives, whether it's a vaccine mandate in the workplace or, and this is where it gets controversial, but we need to start talking about this, the bioethics of it broadly, because this is not the last respiratory pandemic we're going to face, Joy. What do we do with somebody who's unvaccinated, who's taking advanced ICU therapies from somebody who is vaccinated in the hospital? How do we rank right. order that priority? We do it for organs, kidneys, livers, lungs. We say, did you smoke? Did you drink recently? If you did, you're lower on the list, even if you need it. We need to start thinking of that model, have bioethics around it, a framework, because this is not going to be the last respiratory pandemic we face. Correct. This isn't the last respiratory pandemic we faced. And it's not a pandemic. The World Health Organization changed the definition of pandemic to divorce it from death. And Gupta... Smoking and drinking and taking drugs are choices you make. You do not need alcohol to survive. You do not need to smoke to survive. Those are choices you make that are antithetical to your health. And in the case of smoking, some would say, and many say, the people around you, it's, it's antithetical and harmful to their health. That's different from, I caught the flu. But you're saying that people who caught the flu should be punished. You said this is the last respiratory virus we face. No, quite, quite, quite true. Nor is it the first. And you never advised this for the flu. You never advised it for influenza. Why? Because you weren't told to. You weren't making money to is my guess, Sanjay. And I think this is a very educated guess. And it's based upon some research a friend of mine did that my friend Cyrus did for me about this guy, Gupta. You may work for Sanjay Gupta. You may work for the the MSNBC who has this guy on. You may be a Daniel within MSNBC to say, why are we giving this guy a platform to lie about the severity of this? Why are we lying on such a broad scale all the time? How does this benefit us? It's okay. So I understand that we've got some big owners who own 15% of our company and they're looking like we talked about on the podcast yesterday. They don't care about our ad revenues. They care about instilling fear and controlling people and owning pharma and owning bunches of houses and turning them into rental units. And we know that. We understand BlackRock. Okay. We get that. But what about your soul? You, the producer who puts this Gupta guy on, what about your soul? What about the souls of the people who watch this garbage and turn around now and spread these lies to their friends and begin to worship at the altar of government? What about that? What, how are you? Do you understand that this is your eternal existence you're talking about here? So this is Gupta back in the day. And he's on a local um, television station, Cairo 7, which is... Um, uh, they're kind of second worst in Seattle in terms of being Mockingbird Media for the COVID. 
And he's asked a question from someone. This is really early. Uh, you know, when the virus had just, when they've just started talking about the virus, because never forget this, the virus had been around. It had been around for a year before they started talking about it. And then they named it COVID-19 and then Tony Fauci lied and said it was novel and there's no, there's no immunity to it. And that's when the great reset began March of 2020. So this is shortly after that Gupta's is on Cairo seven. And this lady asks about quarantining at home. Um, and is that even possible to quarantine at home? And let's bring in a, a couple of questions from our Facebook page here. Carrie Woods asks, if one person uh, gets it in your family, can that one person be in quarantine in one of your rooms, in your house? Like, say, you stock the room with food and water, they say, and have a bathroom to use. Uh, Carrie, my, my response to that is, uh, that's a question I get a lot. That's a question I wrestle with myself. I would say don't overthink it. Uh, you're not going to be able to effectively quarantine within, within a home much less. I think we, we, we advise people to stay home and, and do their best if they're in an apartment to stay in their apartment if they have concerning symptoms. My advice is don't overthink it. It's virtually impossible to prevent the spread of infection within an enclosed space. So one door is not going to make a difference. Live your life. I think we're overthinking this whole epidemic here. This is frankly not as severe as the, as the flu. So we need to keep that in mind. So just hear what he said. This is not as severe as the flu. We need to keep this in mind. Then something changed in the medical correspondent, the medical, uh, the, the, the healthcare analyst for MSNBC and the Daniels who work at MSNBC or who work for Gupta or for the people from the college from whence he came, University of Washington. If he still has any association with universities and you're a Daniel there, you need to be on the side of truth and doing the work of God. And your work might now be going to your department heads and saying, I need to chat with you. And this is probably going to be uncomfortable and understand it may lead to my firing. And that's okay. I need to ask you to please stop sponsoring these lies. And my concern is for people. My concern is for my nation. And my concern is for my soul and your soul. These lies are monumental. Why am I talking about this? My friend Cyrus reminded me that after that man said those words on Cairo 7, he changed his tune. Now, why would that be? Well, according to my friend Cyrus, he started getting work from a lot of unions. So as the nation was saying, open the schools back up, Gupta had gone to work for the Washington Education Association. They didn't want the schools opened up. They didn't want to go back. So drawing a paycheck from a mobbed up entity, is that what changed his opinion? Because everything that man said there was true. In fact, I was just answering um, an email this morning about this, that someone said, if you were truly a hermit, could you protect yourself from this? I don't think so. Want to know my data point on that? Deer test positive for the COVID. Deer don't go to dances. They don't fly on airplanes. They're hermits. And yet they're testing positive for the COVID because it's in the air. What are animals? They're an animal reserve. What does that mean? It means even if people stop getting it, animals carry it and can begin to replicate it. Daniel was captured. His nation was assaulted. Daniel was captured. 
taken to Babylon. He went to the Babylonian schools and Daniel calculated this. That was the will of God that I be captured. Now, incidentally, I'm not that strong. I would fight to get out. Daniel changed a nation. Daniel saved lives. He never violated the word of God. We need you to bow to the boss man. Nope, won't do it. We need you to take the knee to the boss man. Nope, won't do it. We need you to eat foods that are outside of your faith structure. Absolutely not. Starve me. I will not eat them. Boss man's having bad dreams and he doesn't understand them. And and someone here has said in prison that you've interpreted people's dreams. And Daniel's very careful and says, no, it wasn't me. It was God. I can't do that, but God can. God speaks to us through circumstances, through our friends, through the word. Is he speaking to you as a Daniel in the workplace? Is he speaking to you as a Daniel in your home life? These are the times through which we live. God put us here for a reason. And sometimes those reasons are very scary. Until we remember, remember our psychological immunity, the word of God planted in our hearts, our psychological immunity. I love that. This is just reminded last night again, talking with Dave, the digital about how committed he is to serving clients late at night. My friend, Julie uploaded the podcast last night, Dave's farm under like 16 feet of snow. But sure. Of course, Dave brushes back. After he puts a tarp over his trailer, Dave rushes back and logs in and gets back to work because that's who he is. He runs Greenhaven Interactive, and he is absolutely committed to, to the success of clients. And what he did, what he did for us in two weeks, corrected the fact that Google still thought it was at KTTH in Seattle, and Dave corrected that in a matter of weeks. We had the top search returns or right up at the top. And Dave can do the same thing for your business. It doesn't stop with Google search returns. That's a very important aspect of business these days. But also, once people land on your website, Dave is an expert at saying, okay, how do we make sure people find what they want right away in the website? And how do we make sure that once they get here, it's easy for them to interact? And and how do we now streamline the process of making sure people buy what they need from you? And then how do we help turn them into evangelists? And bonus, bonus, In an industry that is just dominated by leftists, Dave is a conservative and he's a Christian conservative. You can get in touch with him at greenhaveninteractive.com. To the letters, Vince, dear Todd, I want to thank you for reading Daniel's story. The police officer on the West Coast losing his job because he won't take the the fake scene. I like that fake scene. Daniel. Cop's name is Daniel. Everyone see that? I also share in his hopelessness as God appears to be letting evil prevail in his absence is painfully felt. It seems like the party continually gets its way while those who do what is right are mocked daily by big tech, the media, big business, the entertainment industry, the education system, and now there's big medicine. And my friend, you just described the party. Those entities are the party. You add to that the politicians, that's the party. Everywhere I look for validation, I'm treated and looked down upon as that dirt person you have described. Well, except here. Except in free America. I'm telling you, it's different here. 
I'm telling you, free America is still a different place. He continues, that is until I read Psalm 73, and his verse 17 says, till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Unquote. As you continue in the psalm, you see the psalmist comes to his vital realization in verse 25 and 26, quote, whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing in desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fall, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. End quote. He writes now, if my flag comes down and as the Republican Party has shown, it's not willing to run to my rescue. I remember this passage. Thank you for providing spiritual solutions for material problems. May you feel God today. Thank you, Vince. And I asked a really tough question the other day. If America fell, God forbid, a billion times. Would you lose all hope? I would struggle. I would be face down in prayer. Because there is something above the flag, far above it, that is the cross. And I love this aspect of this. I started the program by mentioning my dear friend, Brandolyn. And I do, I really think that she's gifted. I really think God has gifted her with the ability to see things to come. And man, that's a freaky sentence for me to speak. Honestly, freaky. Year ago, I wouldn't have spoken a sentence like that, but I've seen too much. Brandolyn shared with me and my wife at our small group get together, kind of a Bible study thing we do. She believes that a revival is happening now and that God is setting the United States up for a massive renaissance of freedom and belief and jubilee. And more importantly, a coming to God. And this happened yesterday. I'm hearing about this incredible number of people converting in the Middle East to follow Christ Jesus. I'm hearing about this. And they're doing it in the face of incredible oppression. And sometimes God allows these things. We live in this period of time that speaking truth to power, being the Daniel in your workplace. Friends, I don't want America to fall. She is the home of the free because of the brave to be trite. She's also a place where we're free to worship God. Ish. We're about to become a lot more free. There is no prison more secure than the one you built for yourself. Have you imprisoned your heart? Have you locked away the word of God? Will you right now commit to go into your workplace and be a Daniel? Will you commit? I sound like the born. I sound like Jason Bourne. Will you commit? This is the movie, though. It's real life. We commit. You can write to us at thetodhermanshow.com. Getting caught up on emails. Oh, thank the Lord for the time. This is The Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and please, as always, be right with God. 